Yeah, it's the Black Joy Music Argument. Talking about music. The good, the bad, and the other. Yeah, yeah. Old school and new school. You know how it goes. Yeah, bring in the melody. Hello, this is the Black Door Music Argument. Barry says we have to talk about things at the beginning because we're not personal. So, Barry, <laughs> what the fuck? Fucking Barry. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have you all. That oh, I'm wait, sorry. Yes. I'm Karsten. I'm Barry. I'm Joshua. And I'm Carrie. So, now, Carrie, what the fuck? I mean, I feel like I should just throw the what the fuck to Barry right away because if he's not thinking we're personable, I want to hear about his personality. This feels not cool at all. <laughs> this feels completely organic. I think you're I making know. it awkward. <laughs> you know, if you wanted to talk about something like this, that'd, that'd be great. Oh, oh, I see. I, I hit record. We started talking. Is this not okay. what people... <laughs> not, so, people, did you take... This is what the fans have been demanding, according they, to Barry. According so. to Barry, no. they, need to, they need to see what we're like. Well, this pretty much sums this it up, is, Barry. That's about <laughs> it, yeah. I'm sorry. Did you take that one? You're sorry. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Apparently, I'm Canadian. <laughs> oh, gonna squeeze right past it, her. <laughs> Just little dicks and tits. That's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Josh, the... uh, what the fuck? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's pronounced WTF, but yeah. Just a little quote from the movie. Oh. No music. No music. What no music? music? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, lots of music stuff going on. I've been listening to a lot of new stuff. Have you guys been listening to a lot of new stuff? Some new stuff. Cool. All right. Anybody else? Some new stuff. Great. Was that personal enough for you, Barry? Sure. Great. Ugh, now that we've wrapped up all that Ooh. bullshit. <laughs> that was exhausting. That so, really do I, was. can I take it that you took offense to that one uh, offhand uh, remark on uh, text? No, we no, were just not appeasing you. We were just trying to appease you. <laughs> we were okay. appeasing you. I'm sorry. Would you like to take another crack at this? We could. I could cut all this. I probably won't. I won't. But why don't you go ahead and start opening it up again, where we can try to make a little bit more of a personal connection? Yeah. Wow, that's it's nice and kind of like. Well, I I just want to see how this could end up. This is what the fans want. <laughs> I thought the I thought the, the totally organic clamoring. conversation about uh, Aaron Sorkin TV was. Putty those. Before we would have started this, <laughs> this God. is a music podcast. Jesus fucking can Christ! You, that's how can, it's pronounced. Can you please just keep my personal life personal, <laughs> Barry? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Dicks. Just a bunch of dicks. Just a bunch of two-headed dicks. <laughs> I Again, like I should... can you please keep my personal life out of this very... I feel like I should take offense to that, but... All right. I bought a new record, and this one was produced by Netflix. Go. Wow. Was it Jeff Goldblum? No. It's a Christmas miracle, guys. <laughs> it is a Christmas miracle. I don't think... Uh, it Jeff is July. Goldblum. It was the Stranger Things soundtrack, wasn't it? It was. A yeah. yeah. I'm Tell really us more about the Stranger Things soundtrack. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. Is it like I've I've seen one episode of Stranger Things? Okay. So is it like songs 
like from the eighties that are featured on the show or yes. is it like the composer songs? No, it's, it's, it's songs, uh, from the eighties that are in the show okay. interlaced with some like script, you know, like some of the oh, show, yeah, yeah. like snippets of the, uh, yeah. actors. So, so if you haven't seen the show, it, um, doesn't spoil anything, but there's it, just random interruptions from little kids. Yeah. And <laughs> on their bikes. I was looking for something because, as you know, I'm a huge fan of jazz, the worst type of music ever. <laughs> right. And uh, most of my friends don't like listening to jazz, which. Mm-hmm. Or Barry. It, thank you. Which is a testament to their, you know, value as human beings. But. Since I like Real quick, if I may, I said or Barry, and two people turned away from their microphones <laughs> and giggled, but not into the microphone, thus making me look like more of an asshole. When you laugh, it's not as weird. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah please we are yeah, on you're a, welcome. We are in an audio format, so people can't see you giggles. So. This non-existent video stream is really appreciated. Yeah. So anyway, I was looking for records that are entertaining and appreciated by people that I like to hang out with. So. And a lot of people I hang out with like eighties music, and mm-hmm. I thought this was a nice mix of eighties music. So, so really you're trying to conform to the group, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, he's not a follower. Okay, he, or he is definitely a follower, he is a not follower? a leader. Okay, not a leader. No, no. No, it's not sure, wonderful though. Or I listen to music that people generally don't like to listen to because they don't like, like the eighties. No, <laughs> like jazz. Because if I'm listening <laughs> to music, like myself, no, I'm fine with jazz. If we point. could just skip over Jeff Goldblum for like five minutes, I mean, that'd be just real great. Quick question about the Stranger Things album. Sure. Um, is it originals or covers? Originals. Okay. Well, I mean, some of the, it's music from the '80s, but like one of the covers is the was it the Bangles covering uh, Simon and Garfunkel? So. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Allowed. Just that once, but allowed. Mm-hmm. Covers are allowed. Okay. I think this is actually a good segue into today's topic. If I if I can, may I? Was may. was that enough? You may. Are we good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Sorry, you cannot. Just, you could hear good, my eyes rolling. I was going to say. I would just like to that note for the listeners banter. that Barry did just roll his eyes very intensely. I'm sorry. We'll we'll get some more personal stuff in here at some point. I guess. <clears throat> Stop reading so heavily, guys. I went to the doctor recently. Do I should I, is that is that should I share this? No. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So uh, today, what we're talking about the whole inspiration for this came out of like when does it stop being the artist and start being the music versus when is it the 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 artist and not so much the music? Like you think about like there's so many people like when you talk about a band and they're like oh yeah I love that band. But the music gets so tied to that person that you can't separate. And then there reaches a time where it just kind of feels like it separates. It, it doesn't need to be that person. Or in some cases, you don't have an association with the original artist. It's just the music. Where at what point does, if you think about a band, which so many of us think about music, we're thinking about <clears throat> contemporary music and a band or artist or whatever. At what point do they actually transcend to being a composer or a songwriter, depending on your preferred method of communication there. And they stop being the performing artist. They just become the songwriter. So the way that we describe this, wait, hold on. I have a little script I wrote up. I can't wait to hear it. I know you guys already read it. I texted it. I text message like cool kids. Joining the Century Club. Songs that stand the century test. On this episode of the Backdoor Music Argument, we discuss songs that have stood the test of time. 100 years time to be exact. What songs do we and the greater society know that are one century old? Now. 
I know this is where you'd probably go to the topic like, ooh, la-di-da, Mozart, Bach, Beethoven. Yeah, I have parentheses on that in my uh, script here. But really, we want to unpack music from the late 1800s to early 1900s. Furthermore, when we live in a zeitgeist that specializes in no day but today, it's hard to imagine what music will hold up to the century test. But we can make our guesses. Enjoy. That was beautiful. I know, right? It brought a I tear really to my eye. especially liked when you switched from the Cockney slash Welsh accent back into your normal accent. That was great. There's a touch of Australian in there, too, I seem yeah, to hear. I'm not sure yet. Anything I couldn't really down. commit to one. I was yeah. just kind of going through it. I like that you were just feeling it out. I'm sorry. Know? Should I start back over? No, it was beautiful. I really liked I it. I recently went to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and he now has multiple accents. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> One of the side effects of he'll going survive to the, the Century Club as yeah, part of, a, of a, a medical oddities collection. Okay, real the- quick though, on a serious note, personal personal side of things. So we're in Minnesota and we're recording this in the summer. Now I don't know when we're going to release it, but that's when we're recording it. In fact, it's on one of the most important days of the year. It's true, and I haven't celebrated yet. Night is young. I know. Don't drink too much. <laughs> It will not settle well. <laughs> it is National Ice Cream Day today. Oh, I did get yes, an email indeed. from Cold Stone about this. Okay. So. <laughs> I got a 5 a.m. text message from them, but yeah. I guess well, I got a 2 a.m. knock on the door from a worker <laughs> I used to stock there. Um, with a it was, a, it was a different reason, but <laughs> it was unrelated. unrelated. But unrelated. It was um, nice to see her again. <laughs> but I think the hard thing is it has been really stormy this last week. And it has been really hot. So mm-hmm. the one thing that it has not been is, baby, it's not been cold outside. <laughs> Drinks. Yeah, I know. I was in a parade with my son as a Cub Scout yesterday. At Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need 15 more minutes. Were you going as the Cub Scout? Or was your I son was, the Cub Scout? I was just there to make sure that no one fell into the... Wheels of the truck pulling our float. Were they going round and round? My son was the Cub Scout, but then we got we got. I think the verbatim was you were at a parade with your son as a Cub Scout. Sure. I was playing the role of a Cub Scout leader, which in a lot of circles sounds dirty too. But you know, including this circle, you still have the costume. (laughs) <laughs> it was a rental don't worry about it right it's off of the cleaners we have we got totally caught in a, a the storm though and everybody was panicking and running around and so we somebody threw all the cub scouts into the cab of the truck and then they were complaining about they were squished and all the cub scout leaders like me were soaked so mm-hmm. fun event yeah it sounds terrible yeah the costume <laughs> must have smelled awful after that <laughs> costume (laughs) (laughs) what i love is that barry if you don't know this about barry barry comes prepared for things um Mm -hmm. he currently has three notepads and an ipad so four pads um one of which is just to take notes with right and the other one already has notes but what i really appreciated is when josh said the last comment barry straightened his notepads in like a firm like anti-profile against him like straight line like that's it, bitch. You're going down. <laughs> I have you know, notes about the 1800s in here. But, but, anyway, but I listen to <laughs> well, jazz. <I> <laughs> no, the uh, 
Actually, this is one of the the episodes where I think we're not going to be so much music argumenters as music appreciators because I don't think there's a lot to argument. Okay, argument about. Let's argu- go ahead and get right well, into this. Our, okay. Yeah. Oh, somebody can get into this. Am I supposed to get into this? Wait, was that a conversation, Geller? Oh God, I think it kind of felt. Who was it? Me? That was you. I'll wear it. So we have new rules on the Blackboard Music Argument. If you kill a conversation, you must wear a dunce cap. Um, It is a Blackdoor Music Argument dunce cap, and uh, you must wear it. And you're supposed to get publicly mocked, but apparently these people can't do it because I'm too awesome. And, uh, well, it is in the form of a yellow work zone. Today, yes, it is. Today, uh, yes, it will eventually yeah, be. I don't think it'll fit with the headphones. Well, balancing is a key for you, then. Fair enough. Yeah. We have picture evidence now. Yeah. I'm drinking a V8 because I'm a grown man. <laughs> Everybody and needs And it says vitamins. hydrate on the can. It does. Um, anyways, Sue. Hydrate with V8. I wanted to go it through rhymes. all of these the song lists that we have here. Sweet Adeline. So I was realizing, if I can just jump in yeah, please do. for this, um, <clears throat> I was really realizing that all of the songs that I was picking out were ones that have continued to stay on, either in like weird pop culture references, like the Simpsons sing mm-hmm. them on there, or it's like Take Me Out to the Ball Game, which we still right. sing at sporting events. So like there are things that... We don't are sing this... it traditionally at hockey, but a lot of times at baseball, when you say it's sporting true. events, do you want to clarify? When was time? O Canada like, written? <laughs> So I just realized, like, a lot of 100-year-old songs The Simpsons songs are the 100 that... years old? Yeah. Didn't realize that. It's, yeah. Terrible strain on the animator's wrists now, but it's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just <coughs> just clarifying. <laughs> um, but, like, Sweet Adeline, I think I know from the Simpsons episode where they have a barbershop quartet. I could be wrong on that. But um, I know for sure I've heard that, like, on television. Um in different areas. And then there's also like Flight of the Bumblebee and like Pomp, Pomp and Circumstance, which have just continued mm-hmm. to last because of what they're used for. Well, you know, I made a, a point of not adding hymns because I thought that would be out of, you know, our kind of pop culture yeah. style things. But there was a ton of them. I was, I was listening to like YouTube pop music videos from the 1800s. What are your recommended videos like now, Barry? Well, they're, they're just showing like clips, but uh, okay. that's where I was getting he a lot of them. Okay, just no. because of the podcast, he browses music like porn. He literally clears the search history. He's an incognito fiend. He's I did not listen to that. He's creating an entire new account to just to ensure that it doesn't get tracked back. Literally at this point, someone's like, can I look at your browser history? What are you looking for, music or porn? Porn. Oh, yeah, sure, it's fine, whatever, oh, yeah, I don't care. Fine. Just don't Use- look... Do don't not look at the music. Da- I've been look at the music. Download the brave. We've had enough uh, of you browser. looking up music from the nineteen or eighteen eighties. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I was. I think that's key to making music last. Is like music that lasts throughout the ages. Like that is that type of stuff that hits popular culture. That hits the movies. That hits the mm-hmm. advertising. I mean, if you look at a lot of, you know, this the the stuff that makes it into the, the that's you know, still around. I think it's kind of like for, of Disney and uh, uh, Warner Brothers cartoons. A lot mm-hmm. of things that I, the first time I heard them, but then oh, you yeah, keep sure. hearing them. Awesome. That's the first song from Disney. Is it? Yeah. Steamboat Willie. Oh, okay. It was, yeah, cut time, but sure. <laughs> it seemed like real time, but. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll, We'll jab this one. Sure. 
Anyway, um, but like, I'm sorry. You were saying it's all for the Warner Brothers and Disney. Continue. Sure. But you know, I had things like the Fenusali, uh, Fenusala. I be horrible at pronunciation of Italian, but that's called Fantasia. <laughs> but that came out in 1880, which is also, by the way, when O Canada was written. Ooh. So you know that song has stood the test of time. Oh yeah. At least in hockey barns across the great continent. My favorite thing is that O Canada was referenced about three minutes ago. Both of us Googled it, and he worked into the conversation like he knew it, and then he didn't just Google it. But it is literally still up on his uh, fourth pad. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't say I didn't just Google it. And so you said that you you weren't using hymns uh, in in your search. There is one hymn in particular that like is in pop culture that is used in movies throughout time. That I think will continue on, uh, sure. not only like because it's from 1779, uh, the the Amazing Grace, like mm-hmm. that happens to be the mm-hmm. one. And the only reason I think of that is um, because the most popular version that you hear that in is with bagpipes, and that's played in movies with that uh, as mm-hmm. like uh, you know a funeral march. Yeah. Uh, but that is the one hymn that I would say is like 100 years old and will continue on. Uh, from there, as no, I not think only in, not only in the like the the sector of of religion that it's in, but also right. within pop culture. It's also like um, the so, religious song that people right. know. You know, like yeah, like it's going to continue because it's like yeah. well that, and then there were a bunch of like Christmas songs on the yeah. list that I noticed, uh, but I would try like to, Jingle Bells, yeah. But that's what right. about and Camp Town Lady? Cold outside. Uh, Drink. Yeah. <laughs> still you. I'm glad still you were then. in the dust cap because it's still you. Okay, then. I don't think that if you get a reference like that, it should cause the it should cause breakdown because everyone had to stop and drink. So now that you have to continue ran out, to wear the dust cap, you're creating one. rules on it. No, there? it's fine. <laughs> yeah, just say anything. Okay. Uh, the other thing I noticed was a lot of um, John Philip Sousa kept coming up in things, and obviously those songs were still. You know they're they're ingrained in our military. They're the the a president when he comes in a room for a big thing has as his song played, and the uh, you know Marine Corps band still perform every summer in D.C. Sometimes they uh, sometimes they tour, but they're still uh, touring with these John Philip Sousa songs, which were very popular at the time. In fact, 1892, I think it was John Philip Sousa sold a million records with one of his. Is marches, which nice. is interesting because he wrote it for the military. So I don't weird laws on how he got credit for the, because I thought if you work for the military, they owned any of everything you did. But I don't. I'm not a legal scholar, so I have no idea how that worked. But he was purportedly the first person to play ragtime with his band when he toured Europe. So he he brought ragtime to Europe back in the early 1900s. Good for so him. he wasn't just. Marches. He was bringing all kinds of Americana around the around the globe, which I think is interesting, since you know even ragtime is something that you know lives today in popular culture, movies and TVs and things like that from time to time. So, what are the rules if you shut the conversation down on yourself? Do they get the dunce cap? I just I, want I to understand how this. I, 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 I do the fucker. You shut down everything. <laughs> We, you were on a roll, and then you had to just like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, part of me was thinking, Chris, I don't know if that sound was still captured on there, but just in let, case. 
<laughs> I like to imagine but halfway through he's like, oh God, I got to find a way to just get through this because I can tell. I'm about to wear I that am, cap. That cap is becoming mine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we have a bunch of songs on here. And I, again, we made a playlist, which uh, we'll be sharing out there. Um, actually, the first song that I thought of when we talked about this, when you talk about that separation of the artist versus the music is um, Scott Joplin. Because Love him. people people don't know Scott Joplin. If you say Scott Joplin, people are like, "Oh, I got no idea." Janice's cousin. Yeah, exactly. But if you were to talk about the ice cream truck music, mm-hmm. everyone knows the ice cream truck music. Mm-hmm. That's Scott Joplin's music, and, and it's just so funny how it's like completely detached. Where honestly, that is has such a deep root in our current culture. Like mm-hmm. if you think about that, you hear that music, you know exactly mm-hmm. what it is. I don't know that's necessarily what he was shooting for, but it's what it is. Right. right. And so, um, it's just kind of a fascinating thing to kind of unpack again: the artist versus the uh, when? When are they an artist? When are they a composer? Right. right. Um, and I think that that's the thing that when you read through, there are songs that are on this list that they're well known because of the song, and there are ones that are well known as the artist. Well, Scott Joplin was also popular during the '60s when the Sting came out because uh, the Entertainer was on that soundtrack, and I believe that uh, got gold status or something like that mm-hmm. on the basis of uh, that movie soundtrack coming out as well. So he had, you know, I mean, it, it just hits coming now and then. So I think that as we kind of run through this list, which I'm just going to read mm-hmm. off some of these, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's one of those, like, you can tell they're the ones that are the Uber, like, I think it's it kind of falls in, I would say it's the ones you'll always hear on the 4th of July. Yep. And that, sure. that's like where I feel a ton of these just kind of fall in place. So we have... Um, Sweet Adeline by... Mil- sorry. Sorry. Sorry? Sorry. It's good sorry. to hear you got that cap sorry. on there, sure. Get your phone all go off up here. Okay, Sweet Adeline, Mills Brothers, um, Your Grand Old Flag, Take Me Out to the Ball Game, Fly to the Bumblebee, Meet Me in St. Louis, um, we have Pop and, Pump and Circumstance, I've Been Working on the Railroad, Stars and Stripes Forever, When the Saints Go Marching In, The Entertainer, I've Got Nobody, Arkansas Traveler, I'm just going to skip that one and that one. The Wedding March, When Johnny Comes Marching Home, Funky Drummer. Oh, no, sorry. We skipped no, the next that's part. The, that's, sorry. Yeah. Scratch that one. So, I mean, like, as you go through, a number of those are ones you hear during that mm-hmm. 4th of July period mm-hmm. where we have a number of those. And, and we could, this was a shortened list right. of what a number of those came out as. Um, the other one that I was talking to someone about is the Happy Birthday song, mm, yeah. which is yeah. now fully public domain. In that voting, what, last year or the year before. But that's another one that has very much stood the test of time. Exactly. It's kind of run through. But so many of those, like a lot of the songs, you don't think about who the songwriter is. You, you don't think right. about who the, or who the artist is. It's just a song that you know. Well, and I think, too, like they're so tied to tradition. Like I think of Happy Birthday where you sing it at every birthday mm-hmm. song um, or every birthday that party that you go to. Take me out to the ball game. You sing it at baseball games. But like the things that the songs that they've become divorced from the musician or composer because they're just what you do at that place at that time. And it's less about actually the song and more about like, oh, this is what we do now. Did it just yeah. happen? <laughs> oh, Dunscap! Oh, man. It was accurate. I didn't have a problem with it. But then, like, as soon as you gave me that look, I'm like, oh, yeah. This and I was like, dang, it's happening. Oh, man, we'll see how this plays out. All right, fine. I thought you guys might have something to say about that, but... <laughs> Josh is just not going to talk the rest of the time. He's like, I'm not going to talk myself I into a I do feel like when you have that cap on, you're a little bit more afraid to talk a little bit. Because <laughs> you're like, 
I don't want it. I want it gone. Please. Well, you know, I was a little afraid of of getting into like too many of the jingoistic songs because I was like, there. You know, these days they really seem to have a stigma, even though, you know, you can you can have the pros and cons of having a uh, a, a song that's celebrating the United States, but I think it's still worth it uh, when you're, you know, because we're not trying to celebrate, you know, parties or or one thing, but just kind of like the fact that we came up with a government that you're able to freely elect people, which at the time was a a pretty new idea and that the laws can be changed and they can be changed for the times, which was built into it. So I was, you know, these days it's real hard to play anything like it's a grand old flag without getting somebody to slag it. But it's like, you know, it's still a, it's still a song that's part of the zeitgeist of America. So I don't know. Yeah. Getting a little deep there, but sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I'll just I'll try to yeah, bring Siri. it up. Siri. Hey Siri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I think that's true. I think there's a lot of interesting things we could talk about throughout some of those that again, really we're here to talk about the music and there is the other side of this. And I think it's probably the more exciting part. What do we actually believe will actually still be around a hundred years after its release? Now, some texts that I got in that were <laughs> like, the top 13 Beatles songs, all of the popular hits by Rolling Stones. Well, now you're just quoting my text to you. <laughs> <laughs> this is accurate, because I really want to unpack that. Because I think that some of it goes down to the, when you talk about where some of those songs are and where, they, where they've gone, again, I think that comes to the question of, are we going to know the artist, mm-hmm. or are we going to go to the composer? When we talk about the 100-year test right now, it's really easy to say, oh, people don't know Scott Joplin because, you know, honestly, we didn't record that way. He couldn't pull out his iPhone and make re- records. Like, honestly, if he had an iPhone, he could have had better, you could have better recordings than he could have had at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a different age. So now that we live in an age where everybody has the ability to make a record, everyone could throw it up on the Internet. Now you start talking about that feasibility why when does the separation happen no one is listening to the original recordings of Bach right now mm-hmm. no one's listening to the original recordings of Mozart you're hearing it from the score that's been the, the composition that's what you know now we live in an age where that is changing you're going to have the ability to look back and see see and hear the original artist playing the original song and I think that's where it gets kind of interesting no, I think you're right because nowadays everything's permanent, even though it's, you know, seems temporary. You put up a YouTube video uh, playing an original song on your acoustic guitar; it could be around forever. So that could be the hundred-year song. But you know, I was putting up, you know, top thirteen Beatles songs, top Rolling Stone songs, just because, you know, they've already stood the test of time for what, fifty, sixty years, and mm-hmm. they're part of the world's music. I mean, you go to any English speaking language. But that's also language. currently at the time too, like where we're at. Right. And so, but like, okay, so there's two Beatles left and, uh, I mean, you know, the, the Rolling Stones are all still around because they do so many drugs. They just pickle their bodies, but they, they, uh, the, they're so ingrained in all media that it keeps getting repeated. And I think that's the way, you know, like these, songs that keep repeating them, it's like themselves like uh so like uh arkansas well i forget what the song it was um 
Right. You say they're so ingrained in, in media. So like, I'm not going to argue with you that the Rolling Stones are a really good band. I know the name. I know who the Rolling Stones are. Right. Personally, I can't name one of their songs unless I hear it. Right. And then but I that's, know that's the that thing. it's their song until somebody points it out. But that's the thing. There's so many of those so things that so keep it, getting that becomes, repeated. So that becomes the song versus the artist. Right. But it's 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 the song. Right. No. Right. So it's right. Scott Joplin but, all over no, again. No, but here's the thing. Like right now, you're in a lot of like sitcoms and dramas on TV. Like I'll be watching. Personally, e I am not. But yes. Sure. Go fine. on. Uh, but I'll be watching ER with my wife and ER. No. Grey's Anatomy. Sorry. ER is gone. Um, I can't remember which TV I watch. I feel like your credibility is waning here. Sure. I'm sure it is. <laughs> but you'll listen and all of a sudden there'll be a song being played. I think we're all just going to stop talking at some point a, so the hat just gets be passed a, back. There'll be a song <laughs> and it'll be like an 80s hit or something being played on acoustic guitar by a new artist. or then, And it's like, oh, that's that song. And, you know, I, I think you're kind of getting these recycled songs getting thrown in. And I... You're right that there's a lot because the recording is available. It's digitized. If as soon as you sign the contract for a, a Stone song, you can input it into your Chevy commercial or whatever you're doing, and you can get the original 1967 uh, arrangement because the master tapes are still available, or maybe they aren't because I know Sony just lost a bunch of things in a fire they announced a couple of years ago. But they, the thing is. I still think you're going to have this sound. And the Arkansas Farmer is a perfect example. I didn't know the name of that song until I was going through the YouTube. And I was like, holy shit. This song has been covered because of stupid kid songs throwing words onto this tune. I've heard it about a dozen different ways over the years. And it was really interesting. So I just think that we're going to have... Oh, I see what's going on here. <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but I think that's Dunsworthy. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> this Dunce cat Barry, is just... Barry just, just handed his hand out to yeah, like, just I, no, have back. That's like, what I said. was like, I know what's going on here. So here's a song that I'm curious about. I didn't text you. I apologize. That's no, fine. Um, but I was thinking about, um, as I was thinking about it further, was uh, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Yep. Mm -hmm. So... It's a song that uh, I was talking to some friends earlier today, and I was like, I feel like I came out of the womb knowing that song. Like, I don't remember learning it, but I sure. know that I have n known every word of that song for as long as I can remember. So wait, hold on a second. You were literally like, Mama! Yeah. Just killed a man. <laughs> she, First she, thing, right out. She, she, she was, was like, oh, God, put it back! <laughs> She was she actually was singing, born. let me go. And your mom was like, no, I will not let you go. Let me go. No, I will not let you go. <laughs> Her mom and her it's dad. Were, her mom and her dad were at a showing of Wayne's World, <laughs> and out she comes. Oh man! Slightly wrong timeline, but yes. Um, so only but, slightly though. <laughs> that's Wayne's World too. No, <laughs> no. So, came in. <laughs> so my question with that song is that it seems to have been um, kind of popping up every couple decades or so yep. like it it well i wouldn't say a couple decades well, Every, i was I, doing quick math in my head which wasn't working out well but i mean listen to the it, classic rock station it's like every like right 17th but it got song a, it got but. a resurgence with wayne's world and now has i would say some more of a resurgence with uh the movie bohemian yeah. rhapsody and you could actually out. break it down further i mean you're looking at it more as like the one little pocket but i mean 
Queen, since Queen came around, Queen has not really left. They just mm-hmm. seem to bubble up and bubble down. Right. My, my son loves Queen, and I'm pretty sure part of that reason is it's part of Mighty Ducks. Like, right. Queen is a chunk of that. Like, And mm-hmm. their, their songs are used all the time in like these pop culture And again, places. I'm going to go back to what Barry was talking about, which I won't completely negate him. You pay your money, you can use it. Like, mm-hmm. one of the most memorable Taco Bell commercials I can remember is the dude sitting at the table starting We Will Rock You, and they go, we will, we will. And the woman just goes, stop that. And that I remember that. Like, yeah. that, that's the whole thing. Yeah. And everyone knows it. Yeah. And so, again, you talk about, like, it hasn't gone away. It's been here. So, I am curious with the discussion of musician versus like composer and that song do you think that queen will eventually be divorced from their songs or will they always be known as those are queen songs so i want to actually before we go that way okay i want to actually circle back to where we started here Mm -hmm. 13 beatles songs do we actually think the beatles are actually still attached to their music or do we think that it's just a pop culture name that gets thrown around in association with beatles songs and you can use the movie today, the movie that came out yesterday, the, the movie called Yesterday, yeah. that's in theaters today. Really confusing there. <laughs> that the whole premise is the Beatles never existed. Well, yeah. Yeah. But tomorrow it'll be yesterday. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Is tomorrow going to be today? Yesterday. Baby, it's cold outside. But so you use this whole premise that we have this whole detachment because the Beatles have become such a big part of our culture. Mm-hmm. We have the Beat Bugs, which is in mm-hmm. Netflix originally, I believe it is, that it's just bugs that do Beatles covers. You yeah. have so many of these. The Beatles are constantly used mm-hmm. in Chevy commercials or in your Ford commercials or whatever. Here Comes the Sun is associated with car brands. And at what point do we actually say, oh, it's a Beatles song or is it just like, yeah, it, it's the Beatles as the composers versus Beatles as the artists. We don't hear the original versions. We hear covers. Right. Sorry. Yeah, no, well, well, I was going to tag on to that. Like, also, like, with that, it, it, like, talking about the Beatles and, you know, tagging on to commercials and everything. Like, so if you're if you're a little bit younger and you don't actually know who the Beatles are, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of goes with, like, some of the pop culture movies that we've been seeing a lot le- lately, uh, I'm going to... Um, like talk about Marvel universe right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, guardians of the galaxy mm-hmm. comes out. And so like those songs that, you know, are so prevalent that a lot of us know, and we know the artists of them, you start hearing, you know, any song for me that and you're like, Oh, it's the opening scene from guardians of the galaxy two, Or that's, you know, the end of Mr. Blue Sky. Yeah. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 no, but, but and that's just it though. You, you have that association. You, you go back to the and it's not the artist. Is, it's it becomes now the song with this movie. It's I'm, it's a part actually of actually echoes back to the Stranger Things soundtrack. Do you oh associate gosh, it with circle. the music or are you associating it with the TV show? Which is a whole other layer of dimension to this that we don't need to unpack. Which, but it all which probably wasn't into, part of our original no, like context at all. Not, like not planned just, at all. Just literally, we're just trying to wow. get very shit. But, Seems like uh, my <laughs> idea to talk about our personal lives. Listen, is dumb off. boy, keep that hat on. Okay, but conversation is still going here. You're saying, we're trying to talk, man. No. If you could not shut it down, we're trying to keep you from shutting it down. Okay, but continuing on, thanks, Barry. Um, and he didn't even say sorry because I know he wanted sorry. to, but he knew what we had yeah. just in yeah, the barrel he waiting just knew for him. Was waiting. See, doesn't the dunce cap change yeah. how you talk? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Just because you live in an area of the Minnesota where certain words sound a certain way doesn't mean you should be mocked every time you say them. Ooh. 
Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Anyways. Fucker. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, you assholes. <laughs> All right. Just waiting for that. So again, echoing back to kind of what we were talking about, people who are a younger generation, my kids, they don't have an association necessarily with the Beatles the same way I will. They heard Beat Bugs. They know Beat Bugs, and they know the Beat Bugs versions. The, the conversation you have with kids is when they go to school, they hear like a kid's bop cover or a whatever cover. And I sit here and I'll have an argument with my kid over whether or not it's the better version. Because, no, the original is better. No, it is. Because that's all lifeless. These are literally conversations. And then they go and tell their teacher that I think their music is stupid, which I stand by. <laughs> but. Wow, you sound like an old, old man. Yeah, and I'm crotchety, too. Don't push me, bub. Get off his lawn, man. Da- damn right. So the thing I'm curious, too, especially with the Beatles and potentially Queen, is um, like we, like the Beatles have become such a name in mm-hmm. the pop culture that we are living in right now like and merchandise and merchandise i was just gonna say like we constantly have like t-shirts with beatles stuff on it and like you can go to target on any day and have a beatles um t-shirt available um and like it's they're so a part of just that just by their name that the beatles music is almost separate from them and so i am curious about the generation's you're waiting for Target to bring Beatles out a Scott Joplin shirt, aren't and the you? Song, <laughs> yes, and the actual music of the Beatles over here, and when do they actually get to bring them together and realize, oh, they actually did that music, and it's not just a name right. thrown but, out there. So I really want, I'm sorry, and I'm gonna, can I cut you off? Yeah. It's like, cool? Okay. So I'm going to use a coworker as an example. So we had a like casual Friday type again? thing. No. It was like a casual Friday, but you were supposed to wear like a band t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... He walked in and he's wearing a Nirvana Nevermind shirt. And stop me if I've already told this on the podcast. But I look at him and just go, name name two albums by that band. And his response says, shit, I knew you were going to ask me this. I'm like, name one song, one album by the band. Uh, the one with the baby on it, it says Nevermind, okay? Like, if I remember, or it might have been just said, it, might, it either said Nevermind or Nirvana. It was, it was, a, it was a very, yeah. it was one of the popular shirts. Right. And... And I was like, just name one. Oh, the one with the baby on it? I'm like, that doesn't count. Name one song. And he couldn't do it. Yeah. And to me, he's like, well, I, I, like I, like I should have done this. <laughs> I knew you were going to give me shit for this. And I was like, then why, why'd you do it? Well, it's not really a band t-shirt anymore. It's really That's not. just it. it yeah. It's just a piece. It's a piece of art. Which, so which, can I ask you? And it connects. It's an easy thing to put on to say, I am part of this culture. Right. Yeah. And so it's like this. People who ever, like for a while, The Clash, London Calling, everyone yep. wore one of those shirts. The Sex Pistols, that again will, I'm sure, circle back up here soon. It's been a while since they've had a big hit. They're like a big resurgence. But it'll happen. And mm-hmm. it's never about whether or not they know the band or really associate with it. It's more of a matter of they associate with the style of that time. Sorry, you were gonna say. Well, I was just wondering, is that wrong? I mean, you're. I mean, I get it mm-hmm. to some degree, but it's kind of a little old man get off my lawn to say, yeah. "Look, you don't even know their albums. You don't know their songs. What gives you the right to buy that eleven ninety nine T shirt at Target?" Well, he had eleven ninety nine, and he was at Target. Right, and I think that's actually what what we were getting to yeah. is we don't have an association with the band. It's it's again, it's more of a piece of art. You look at that Jeff Goldblum artwork that you love so much. If you get that on a T-shirt, so, oh, you'd be buying you it right find, away. If you find that, you get it. I Barry will be right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. oh, God! No. 
Okay, but no, but seriously, I mean, you talk about when is it the art, when is it the artist, and when is it not? So I, th- I think that, that that's where um, I want to go on to another conversation that I already rehearsed pra- real quickly with Carrie earlier because I wanted to try to remember everything for this. Mm-hmm. So at one point, I was involved in a... I'm Sex gonna... cult? At yes, one Barry, point. that yes, is how this we is met. Thing. It this was is, weird, and yeah. we weren't going to talk about it. But Barry wants to bring our personal Never lives. That's true, the personal podcast, lives. So here it is. All right, Barry and I met wearing matching <laughs> Air Jordans. We agreed, and never in the house. Pants. It was weird. Okay, um, no. Uh, at one point, I will lowball and say I was involved in a two-hour argument about Taylor Swift. Okay? And I'm Sounds pretty like sure a that waste was of time. actually closer to four hours. I'm but, looking at Jeff Goldman t-shirts right here. Did you know it was trouble when you walked in? Don't you just... Don't you just... No, yeah, that that's was... That's Dunsworthy. Dunsworthy. Pass that. Pass that. You gotta help me pick out a t-shirt here. Oh my god. Okay, so the whole thing that we were talking about was the album that she released a few years ago in 1989, and literally no one is even looking at me or listening at this point. Well, They're Amazon shopping. <sighs> okay. So anyways, we were talking about whether or not that album was going to stand the test of time. And what they had said was it was immediately going to be one of those classic albums that everyone was going to look back to. And here we are, just a few years removed, Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of been erased. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a big deal. There were a few... There are a few, you know, pop hits, but it's not an album people seek out. And when you're having conversations about great albums that have been released, it's just completely skipped over. Mm -hmm. And then whenever someone does bring up that album, they immediately go to, oh, the Ryan Adams version. You're right. That album essentially came out and then immediately got separated from the artist. Yeah. And it wasn't because the original was good. And it wasn't because Taylor Swift's writing was good. Max Martin, let's go ahead and just leave it there. It all had to do with this cover of that that came out right afterwards. People thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's all that it, all that it was. And it, it's one of those that separated. You okay there, Barry? Yeah. He dropped his pen, so he can't make any notes right now. He now still he has can. his digital pad. <sighs> He doesn't make notes on that one, though. He has a notepad for I notes. I just ordered a Jeff Goldblum t-shirt. It's going to be awesome. So when we talk about how that, again, looking at how the art that separates out from the music. Really, so. I know. I'm just going to skip right past it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you keep, on, you're man. still talking about <laughs> Taylor Swift. So. At least mine was so, relevant anyway, to the conversation. No, I think that my entire thing has just come to a screeching halt. Let's no, just leave it there. You, no. don't need, you don't need the dance head back. Like, keep going. Like. You had a role. It was quite unfair of us. So, to your original point. I don't remember where I was, assholes. <laughs> I feel like Hydrate. Josh gets this. I think the, you know, the, nice try, Carrie. the movement. I'll keep it, but I'm um, I think the movement of separating from the artist, band, whatever, to just the music <laughs> is the whole, is what makes something you know, like a century song, because, you know, even if you talk about like the entertainer and Scott Joplin's relatively not well known, uh, you know, the Arkansas farmer or whatever it was, that's a tune. Everyone will recognize. I look it up. You're, you will, you will recognize it. it. What? Hum it. What's that? Hum the song. 
I can't remember it. Uh, Everyone, <laughs> this is my thing. This is what I wanted to do okay. since you first brought it up. You right. keep going. Everyone knows the song. All these fucking kids putting their lyrics to it. Uh, you sound like you're arguing on a street corner okay. about street cred. And here it is. I just am finally okay, here, keep bringing hold it up. On, hold Hum on. It. What? That kind of repeat. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Barry, we're trying to podcast here. Can we talk? It's like the baby bumblebee thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's the tune. Yeah. I got you, Barry. And like I said. So what were you saying about it? <laughs> no, I'm just saying no one no one will remember who wrote that, but it's it's introduced all over in TV and stuff and uh, uh, you know movies, and it's kind of that separation of the artist that mm-hmm. makes it a hundred years song. I mean, that's. I wonder too about. Um, so I remember when I about um, when I got my iPod Ooh. for the first time, and I r- realized iPod. that one of the things to my iPod. Um, one of the things that I actually More really liked about it myself. was that I was able to, <laughs> I was able to learn like actual song titles and artists and album artists because it was right there. And so rather than learning, oh, I like track seven on Nevermind, I actually mm-hmm. knew what the title is. I and don't know what off the top of my head. I don't know what off the top of my head, Carson. But I was able what, to what actually. Is it, Carson? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't claim to know it. I was more Carrie did. She myself. was the one talking. <laughs> So I actually like understood. Number seven is awesome. <laughs> but I fucking rad one on my like... mixtape Michael gave me. <laughs> but I knew the song title much more than just where it was on the C- on the CD. So um, I'm just curious if that's going to be something that. So for a hundred years from now, if people won't understand what the song title and artist is more because they're more prominent in our culture of when we get to see it, so like I think the radio what, tells what I find us what's really playing. Interesting that kind of is, it kind of echoes back to this. Is so, and I, um, I'm going to talk about my kids and experiencing music. So when I would play music, my kids didn't exactly read the titles. I mean, it's only fairly like even now, my son is just kind of learning. He's he's in the process of learning to read. Both of them are, but. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't necessarily go and be like, oh, hey, what's the name of this song? Right. They would just describe it. Right. So, um, let's see. Major Laser Lean On. You guys know that song? Mm-hmm. Um, he described it as, um, like, push, push, boom, boom. And that was just the way it was. He would describe the beat. And that's just the way everything was. Right. He really liked it, but he couldn't describe it. Mm-hmm. And I think that in many cases, like, that's what echoes back to me as you're talking about that. Yeah. People would describe, like, the lyrics. Like, to me... And everyone has had this moment, I think, when you have like part of a song stuck in your head and you're mm-hmm. like, I'm going to figure this thing out. And you're freaking like looking like a serial killer. If you had a <laughs> whiteboard, it would be everywhere. And I look back to before the days of the iPod, iPhone, Zune community. And like I heard a song. I'm sorry. Can, did you own a Zune? No, I didn't own a Zoom, dude. I'm not a nerd. <laughs> or I was poor, one of the two. Um, definitely one of the two. It's not Guardians of the Galaxy. Come on. Yeah, come on. Um, but so, like, I remember I heard Unwritten Law play on Saturday Night Live, and they played part of a song. Like, I only heard part of a song, I should say. And, like, this was during high school, and I'm sitting here like, guys, I really want to know what that song is. And I had, like, a 
fraction of the melody. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember who the band was. I just knew it was a band. But it had been stuck in my head. And that's kind of what it was like. Yeah. You didn't look for the names. You just knew there was a band. You'd buy the album, throw it in your discipline, right. and go walking. Right. It's a whole different experience for music. So again, looking forward, that information's already available. Mm-hmm. People learn how to search. You YouTube it. You hit yeah. it on Google. I so, think it's interesting. My kids, they listen to a lot of songs. Jazz? N- no. Uh, they not listen- even your kids? No. Nice. Yeah. Blues Brothers, not jazz, though. Uh, they they listen to a lot of songs in my wife's pilot, and she's got this you know in dash uh, uh, computer that you could burn, rip CDs for, to. For those of you who don't own a car, oh yes. For those of you who don't own a car, I know it is was a. a uh, it's so old. <laughs> it's a combustion a vehicle. Back, like you do? Owned by Honda. No, I. <laughs> The turntable in the back of Thank my Thank you. By the way, this very... this episode was brought to you by Honda. Thanks, Honda. Honda, sponsor us. They we gave want each cars. one of us Listen, part Honda. of a Honda Fit. Every <laughs> Honda Fit. No, pilots. I got a. I got. I got the tire iron. What'd you guys get? <laughs> I got the brake pad. So, do <laughs> your axle. In our in our in our pilot, she can we can we rip a bunch of CDs, and so my son has memorized this the uh, album. And the song numbers to his favorite songs. So she, he'll say, play album 18, song three. And it's like, that's just how it shows on the Honda screen. And that's how he's memorized. You have an 18 song. disc disc changer in your say, Honda no, Pilot? it's not a disc changer. You rip the discs into the computer. Uh, you have an it's 18 disc technology that was available <laughs> like 15 years ago that most of us don't have to deal with anymore. It's pretty cool. It's streaming. Yeah. Okay. Moving it's, on. It's not streaming. It's we loaded physical discs into it because that's the okay. kind of physical yeah. media we're into. Netflix. Were yeah. any of these mixtapes from Michael? <laughs> no, but one. Then of, stop <laughs> fucking talking about one it. One of them is a, one of them is a mixtape I, I made of the songs we listened to on the radio in 2008 when we were, toured Ireland, and none of them are Irish because it's we're, just a bunch of pop songs. How many? They're how all, many tracks? How many tracks? Thirteen. Uh, were all thirteen of them the Proclaimers? None of them were the Proclaimers. Then you're a fucking failure at life. <laughs> God, Barry. They're Scottish tunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man yeah man yeah no, the for pink, sure the, the pink song that goes na 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 it's just literally out. just that on repeat yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then every now and then there's Hollaback Girl there's really? a lot of okay. there's a lot of Katy no Perry there's Beyonce there's I really hope that someone actually has one of those 10 hour YouTube's mix of just the na 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 I ain't no Hollaback Girl na 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 oh yeah what kills me is though like we land we land in Dublin we get in a rental car we turn on the radio na 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 I'm like holy shit they are serious about their Irish music because this that wasn't out in America yet it was released first there it didn't come into America for another month so it was like makes sense that that's Irish because you know yeah. they don't even have like good Celts there like they're just one color they don't even have tartans <laughs> As he finished the conversation, he, he felt his it hand coming. He just felt it coming. right out for the. I was cap. just at a Scottish. Um, can you get the sound effect too? I have to turn my sound. <laughs> We're just happy that it's been all the way around now. Uh, no, I'll just make it for you. Click. Did it. <laughs> so I was just at a Scottish. Uh, 
bagpipe competition because I'm in one of those Tell bands. Tell us more. No, please and don't. There was an Irish band in there. Wait, was there anybody playing in key? No. Not in your key. <laughs> in the normal key. Yes. There is going to be another topic, another episode <laughs> on this one. Look for the 440 episode. It's actually really crazy and kind of mind-blowing. But for today. Yeah, that's like the one topic I like have expertise on. And Super I, expertise on. Okay, so, so let's talk about some of these songs that we've listed off. And we, we've talked, we, I guess we need to separate some things out. Songs that are going to stand the test of 100 years, are we talking about them being tied to the artist or being separated? So I'm going to read through some of these songs that we have here. Um, I've already mentioned Funky Drummer. Uh, Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-A-Lot. Okay, can I mention something about Funky Drummer? Because sure. Funky Drummer I listed as be, because that's one of the most sampled songs in RB slash hip hop, whatever you want to call it. RB? R and B. That's where he gets his roast beef. Got it. Got you know, I'm a 42 year old white man. R and B talking about what we see. Arby's. RB talking about folks drummers. Uh, yeah, this episode was brought to you by Arby's. We each got part of a roast beef sandwich. Arby's. I got the lower section of a bun. Would you? Guys I got the upper section of the bun. <laughs> they gave me the carrot flavored turkey. <laughs> they gave me the carrot flavored turkey. Like it was. <laughs> No, but I think I was just thinking about separating the the artist from the music. Funky Drummer is one of those things where it's already separated because it is played in so many uh, hip hop rap songs that as a sample that it's going to go on for another hundred years. Okay, but and I would it make is it... not and not even closely related to its its uh, writer. So I think that when you talk about samples, though, that changes some of the conversation because mm-hmm. you're talking about a complete separation of the artist and the song. I mean, a lot of people would listen to a lot of Eminem. It's just in general stuff that Dr. Dre's produced and they would think that it'd be original. A lot of it is samples. Huge sections of it. Sure, but I mean, a lot of these songs that are, we're talking about are snippets of a commercial or a spot in a in a, uh, a movie. I mean, one of the songs we have in there is the Wedding March, which I've never been to a wedding where the Wedding March is played, but I've seen it on about a million movies. Mm-hmm. So you've seen a million movies. I've seen a million movies. Wow. Name them. <laughs> As he just walks away, what a jerk! <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at me, I'm burying. Okay. <laughs> So, um, oh yeah, I think that's <laughs> this dunce cap is great. So, I I think that honestly though, let's sampling is a we actually have another topic just to talk about samples, and I think mm-hmm. I might table that one for now because I do think that that one actually comes to there's a lot of stuff to unpack with sampling and music. Um, we did uh, get "Baby Got Back" by Sir Mix a Lot. Yep. Uh, "Fortunate Son" by Creedence Clearwater. Credence Clearwater Revival. If there's a movie about talk. Vietnam, you hear that song. Or a lot of Bruce Willis ones. Or Die Hard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Uh, we Will Rock You by Queen. Uh, we already mentioned, uh, or sorry, Hey Jude. I only just picked it. Uh, there's, honestly, we could list off all of the Beatles ones. Well, just 13 of the Beatles songs. Yeah, it's just 13. Um, Stairway to Heaven. And then uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow is one that, depending on the version, I actually think that this is where I actually put this one in. As one that I think will stand the test of time. There is, people think about the Judy Garland one, but most people actually think about... Um, uh, Israel, kill a come away. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that that one actually is going to stand up better than the Judy Garland one mm-hmm. will. Um, and I think that there's a number of other songs. I think that there's a hard part, even in a, t- in a society where we're in our current culture where we talk about, you know, we are... every. There's no day but today. Everything right now, you know. 
looking at a lot of the music, I kind of go, nah, I don't think it's going to stick around. Yeah. Honestly, no one is going to give a, no one's going to give a shat about Selena Gomez or Taylor Swift a hundred years from now. I think that people barely care about Madonna at this point. Who? Exactly. But I think that that's just the fact of it. So, um, so out of those songs are the are ones we feel we missed off that list of ones that we think will actually make the list. There were some that I I, I think uh, going back again to the the theme that I was thinking of is things that are like in the culture in the so like uh, journey don't stop believing that kind of thing. I know right. I'm not a fan of that song, but it is huge in the culture and like i put baby got back on there because how what is it 20 years since baby got back came out i was at a, a wedding it's way more than 20 years right mm-hmm. i was at a wedding three weeks ago and they played it and everybody was singing along to it and it's like okay maybe that's not a test of a hundred years but my god that's maybe oh people just like big butts that's okay real <laughs> quick though <laughs> using that as the as the barometer so far i am so excited that toto africa is going to be around forever <laughs> yeah. yes i i think so that is actually on the uh I, the I stranger things album so but there's also like the the part of toto that that has that um what's the little flute part that goes with it you guys know it sing it no. No. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll keep the hat for now. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no. Um, as you as you said that, all I could think of when you did the flute is the... Uh, oh, man, is it... When you said flute, I just said Jethro Tull. Man, man Down Under? Or Land Down Under? Oh, Land Down Under. Yeah, Man at Work. That's all I could think yeah. of when you said it. And I was like, I'm sure I know what you're talking about, but right now... All I got in my head is not that. Fair enough. And then I immediately so. went to Britney Spears' Femme Fatale that had the recorder in her one yeah, song. Yeah, no, I still have the hat. Go on, move. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I think that it's really interesting. And I think that when we talk about how music is so important and songs that will be around or songs that won't stand mm-hmm. the test of time, I mean, talk about some of the biggest hits we have right now. I just don't see sticking around. They're all just the commercial crash grabs and... So what do you mean, like the biggest hits we have right now? Like I'm I'm talking about in the last like ten ten years. Mm -hmm. Sexy back. I'll go back. What fifteen years? Yeah. Sexy back. Timberlake. Timberlake. Yeah, we know the song. Do we think that the next generation is going to know that song and or care? Do you see that one showing up? And okay, so I'll take a step further. Um, Sorry, got a burp. Um, The movie Trolls came out. Then a bunch of music. They picked all different genres and all different styles. We know that some of those songs are going to be lifted up because of those that were chosen for that soundtrack. And to me, the thing that I found interesting, they needed a song about sadness. What song do they go with? Sound of Silence by, by Simon and Garfunkel. They're uh-huh. not going like 10 years back. Like right. there's a whole other episode that I think we had that it was like the first episode I think I released that just talked about emotion and music and how they write for those things. And I'm pretty sure I actually talked about that exact thing in that episode. But it all comes down to when you're looking for so many of those emotions and so many of those things that actually already are standing test times, they're not going to recent music. They're either writing new stuff to get the commercial cash grab mm-hmm. or they're going a ways back. Yeah. Well, it's just like I have the tiger where you're not thinking about the song. You're thinking about the feeling it gives you. I mean, a lot of the people these days probably haven't even seen Rocky 
So they don't know, you know, when it became popular. I mean, or how to diet correctly. You're supposed I to know raw eggs, raw eggs, yeah, raw eggs, and then run 12 miles to an art museum. Right. But uh, don't forget the stairs. That was the art museum. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> but I mean, it's a feeling. Just keep the hat on over there. <laughs> it's a feeling you get. And that's why I think that, you know, a lot of the, you know, the songs that are going to make it are that feeling you get from hearing that sound when you experience that thing. And so the more pop culture forces these things into you, you know, that's why I thought, you know, like Beatles, Rolling Stones, those songs being part of movies, TV, commercials, that's going to make those songs be that feeling going forward for quite a long time. So I'll make another argument against that, just I thought of right now. Are we actually making those songs that make you feel now just become throwaway because you already have an association with them? When you get those overextended and just come at you from all angles, do they actually stop mattering? So I was just thinking of um, a friend of mine. We were watching through the West Wing together. And um, he was like, hey, does Hallelujah Make You Cry, the song? And I was like, no, why? And he was like, all right. And then it was a moment a very tragic moment in that um, show where they played Hallelujah in the background. And he was like, every time I hear that song, Mm -hmm. I cry. And I, like the first time I heard it, what I was like, that is beautiful. And now it's just been covered so many times. It's in so many, it's in, Mm -hmm. it's in Shrek for crying out loud. Like I, it's just like the go to, this is a sad moment. So we're going to put this song on and it's, now become like I'm numb to the feeling. We need a whole episode about that song because that song is about the opposite of what most people think that song's about. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think that that's the argument. We have the song that it it's become just that's all it's used for. Oh, we need to have someone feel here. Uh do can we get the check for Hallelujah? No? Oh shit. Guess we're gonna have to come up with another song. And and that's just it. It's all just being bought and sold to you and served up. It's all supposed to inspire that. Honestly the song comes on, I feel nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, the only way I'd probably feel anything for that is if someone actually were to queue up the beginning of Up to that song, then I would still probably, you know, cry like a baby. But, you know, that's an interesting point, because I when I hear Hallelujah, like in a situation where I'm like, like a like a religious situation where like people are singing as a Christmas song or something, I kind of laugh. But when I listen to Hallelujah by myself, it, you know, like my headphones, I'm just like thinking about the song. And I'm like, then I feel the feelings that I think you're supposed to feel because this song is just so away from what most people think the fucking song's about. Okay, so without going too far down the Hallelujah tangent, let's talk about the Beatles. Let's talk about the Rolling Stones. Let's talk about Chevy commercials. This show was brought to you by Chevy. Uh, they gave each of us one Chevy, part. I, I got a fold. brand new Chevy outside wait, wait. and it's wonderful. It gets up to 18 miles per gallon and it's got four wheel drive. You know, Chevy, my kids love like the crazy. leather seats in the back and it's got enough torque to haul my RV that I don't own quite yet. Hopefully we're going to get an RV sponsorship Chevy, soon. get back on your electric course because you had the advantage like before, you got, rock. before you got rid of the Whoa, EV. Just saying. The rain's falling. What did they give you? <laughs> got a steering wheel they gave me a gas cap gotta fuck it sucks <laughs> all right josh winning <laughs> to be fair it is a nice steering wheel mine just it's kind of a generic gas cap right, well. i'm just gonna put it on someone else's car and just fuck with them 
Where did this come from? I have two? Oh my god. You know what's more fun than anything? Finishing like a, a Nissan <laughs> gas cap with a key in it from the car, from a, an auto dealer's parts, and then put it in there, turn the key, throw the key away, and walk away from that Nissan. <laughs> so, we're talking about these. A lot of songs by the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, etc. Pick your example. They had a feeling. They were successful. You were, whether you were amped up, you're ready to go to a party, you felt remorse. These things are now used as the marketing tools. And we're not here to do a marketing podcast, but. <laughs> you, they had a feeling, like the Black Eyed Peas. Sure. That, that's where I was going with that. I don't know if that's where you were going, Barry, but you started laughing. And he was like, I'm going to a party. I had remorse. <laughs> <laughs> what party is this? Where I was going is we're not here to talk about marketing, but what we are, what I do want to talk about is, are they, are they, is it just a matter of are those songs going to stand up the test of time, or are we actually going to kill them off in marketing? Is their value going to decrease? Let me ask you: Do you think using them in marketing kills them? I I think it just builds them as a longer lasting brand. I, now, as, not, as the as the brand or as the music. See, that's the thing. I would say it continues on as a brand and as a part of our popular culture, but it doesn't you sell your contain. Shirts. You sell your Beatles shirts, but you have, you don't shirts. listen to what "Here Comes the Sun" is actually about. You don't get the emotion anymore. It's just oh, it's that jingle from the Chevy commercial. And what yeah. I really want to say about the Beatles, thank you for the steering wheel. Or sorry about Nirvana. <laughs> is Nirvana actually going to stand the test of time? I don't think they will. Mm. I honestly think they're already on the bubble of not being as important, uh, being relevant anymore. I. I mean, I I like Nirvana a lot. Don't get me wrong, but honestly, the emotion of "Smells Like Teen Spirit." It's not, it, it's, I think it's part of a zeitgeist. And I think that we're not part of that zeitgeist. It may resurge again. Right. I think it was powerful for that time. And I think right. that that time is over and it could circle back very, you know. How many people do you know of that are really checking out Smashing Pumpkins these days? Love them. But, but that's yeah. just it. Like, you look at that era. Like, if you would have asked a while ago, I feel like our times are changing. And that's just so, part of it. Well, I'll say this. The, like the classic rock of today is the early 1990s so if you like listen like i've just been noticing when i go to do like branch audits and that the branch music right now is all early 90s music and i'm not saying that 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 is a cue for that this is a new resurgence i'm just saying that this is the old white man's music that you know, back in uh, when I was in high school, was my dad listening to the uh, late fifties, early sixties on the radio? I mean, it's just the same thing coming a little later. So now I'm not saying that that we're close to being thirty years behind on that music. I mean, we're already twenty five years mm-hmm. on a lot of it, right? And that's the exact point Quarter I'm trying. That's the exact point I'm trying to make, though. Mm-hmm. That these are the that this uh, this is the stuff that is hitting the you know, the, the pasted up, you know, music of the uh, classic rock era of the time now has moved up to the early 1990s. Used to be, you know, the 60s through the 70s for, it seemed like. Just wow. put on the cap, Barry. Okay. <laughs> put on the dunce cap. It just seemed like for a long time, it was the late 60s through the 70s. And then for Which a second, it was oldies. the 80s. And now 
it's the early 90s. So do you think that some of that, I feel like we're ramping that that number up quite a bit. Put the hat on, Barry. No, you can't, you started talking after I ended talking. It's I have not. After we'd already given I you the cap. I did not cause a lull. You caused a lull. I did not cause we're gonna a lull. We're going to put this to a vote. Who votes Barry puts the cap on? God damn it. <laughs> Fucking assholes. That was unanimous, by the way. <laughs> it was not unanimous. It was three quarters. Barry's vote didn't count. Um, it was unanimous on the votes that mattered. Um, so to bring up a point that will probably get me the cap next, um, but I was thinking about how the... So you were talking about how Nirvana was incredible in its time, but probably won't last 100 years. And so I'm just wondering if... Like, if the music that last 100 years is just the ones that's marketable it's just the stuff that most of the culture likes so that it will continue to be passed on and i'm just curious about like the music that we listed from 100 years ago like the people that were listening in that time were probably like i mean it's fine but like this is actually what i really like but that's because that was for that time and so it wasn't actually it couldn't live on because it was no longer relevant but it was the most powerful stuff for 1910 but it can't survive because it's not relevant anymore I, for a lot of the songs we actually have listed, I would actually disagree. Um, the, yeah, with that. and this is what and, I'm and just curious about. And that's about. partially just like, Wait, what do you at, mean you disagree? I di- with with disagree with it saying like, oh, well, it's just fine music. Not like George M. Cohen was known for being a phenomenal songwriter. He actually created Broadway. It's the way we kind of know Broadway yeah. today. Right. So I, I I wouldn't agree with something like that. Um, John Philip Sousa again. These are these were these are some pretty big hitters. They're not small. But I think a part of the other difference is we live in a different age of music. Mm-hmm. We live in a different age of how you actually digest your music, etc. So I mean, like, well, right. I mean, a hundred years ago, it was all written. I mean, it wasn't until yeah. the the early twenties that you would actually turn in your radio to listen to music. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, a hundred years ago, it was Tin Pan Alley. It was sheet music. It was selling sheet music to people who would actually practice it learn it and play it in their parlors so So i think that the thing that i did want to get back to as we've kind of talked about that when you when you were listing off the uh what we consider classic rock and how some that is some of it's actually just guys we're getting older Mm -hmm. we are Mm -hmm. but i think the other part of it is i think that that old older music when people are going to look back on it it's easier to find you didn't like when I was younger, you had to go to the oldie station or you had to find tapes or you had to find an LP or you had to go and actually do the work. Now I have a phone. If I click songs from the 1940s, I'm going to have a playlist that someone has curated already for me in Apple music. Yep. Apple. Thanks again for not sponsoring. So on this one, assholes, um, they sent me three iPhones last week. God awesome. damn it. <laughs> Josh, should you get one? I just got a cable. Come on. <laughs> I got one of their adapters from, and it was for the i4. <laughs> you know, honestly, I think the i4 was the best phone they ever made. God damn it, it's the iPhone 4. You people are the worst. Um, I'm really particular about the names. It was not the iTouch. Okay. Anyways, um, when you talk about how people can digest it, it's so much more readily available that all you have to do is just do a quick search and you have it. And I think that changes the way that people are going to continue to find music in the future. So I, I think that as we talk about the, the whole marketability, I think one of the questions that has to come down to it is where where are we going to market and how does that marketing continue as people are going to discover music in the future? And I know that that's something Barry and I, we recently had a conversation about discovering music that's on another episode. Um, but I think that's actually something that you think is going to change. So. 
Jason, give me the cap. I don't really fucking care. <laughs> I think the whole discussion about everybody's <laughs> laughing because I just don't want the fucking cap. Yeah, think, right now, the we, problem with the cap we, is that they're doing a silence <laughs> just to make sure that they don't get the cap. Or Actually, just I just it. really have to no, pee. I'm thing. just waiting for I the episode to end. I just feel like the episode has ended, but no one <laughs> wants it to end, so we're no, just I, sitting no, in this. Here's the, th- here's the one thing that I think we want to wrap up before the end the end of the episode is go, this whole Josh. thing with the... Just go. It's right just, go, just go, Josh. Just go. <laughs> While I'm sitting here? It's or? so warm. <laughs> just just go, Josh. It's right there. All right. Um, the, the, whole, <laughs> the whole thing with this marketing thing is I think the marketing is part of the hundred year song we can't get around it at this point if it doesn't end up in tv movies commercials it's not going to be a hundred year song and you're right people can search for it people can find it on youtube or whatever internet things are going to be on in the future but without without marketing it's not going to be part of the popular zeitgeist and that's where you look at like the beatles and the rolling stones and they're such a huge force even now, even so many years past their ultimate prime. I mean, when did the Beatles break up? 1972? And their their music is still meaningful now in 2019. But I think the question that circles back, and this is the same thing that Carrie, I think, has asked a number of times for this episode. Are we talking about the music or are we talking about the brand? Mm-hmm. You talk about the artist as a brand, but you're not naming songs. That tells me it's the brand that's lived on, not the music. Mm-hmm. I I don't think that at a certain level, you know, okay, I can cut it down to 13. I mean, I'm just call it the Beatles 13, and you'll have to listen to the Beatles argument. Name the 13. I don't have them in my name. That's my point. <laughs> Barry, you're not listening. You keep saying, it's like, I have binders full of women. I don't care. <laughs> If you're not able to name them, we're talking about a brand. But mm-hmm. if you'd see those women. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. for sure. <laughs> Put the hat back Barry's on, Barry. Barry's got the hat Last back. Last one to talk. Last one to talk. N- no, not- I said god damn it. Like, it's reached the end. Okay. Uh, but okay. I think that's the that's actually what the, the entire episode boils down to. When we talk about music for the future... Are we talking about a brand living on or are we talking about the music? And when we talk about the music itself, that's where it falls apart. Man, yeah, the Beatles, they sell so many albums still. No, I'm not talking about their albums. I'm talking about their songs. But you haven't said the title of one single song. Okay, so yesterday. Yesterday. There's a song that's going to go on for a long time. Why? Because it's in the zeitgeist and it's everywhere. It's a title of a fucking movie right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it the Beatles song or is it just a song that is done? Is it completely separated? These, these this is the whole. This mm-hmm. is where our conversation's gone. That I feel like every single time it's like a matter of no, no, no. I like this band or I just like this band. Therefore, I have to take. I have to go one way or the other. But the fact is, you talk about how they're marketed as being part of a commercial and that they use the songs, but we're not listing off the songs. We're talking about a brand, and that is the separation. The brand will very likely live, and if the brand starts teetering, then maybe the songs will become important again. Right now, as long as the Beatles is a brand that sells cars, okay, shirts, hold whatever, on, hold on, hold continue. on, hold on. But but you're saying this brand that is the Beatles. You're saying that that can't be 
separated from their or, or that should be separated from their songs. I don't think it's going to be. I think this is going to be a thing that lives on in perpetuity. I mean, the, the problem is we're looking at songs from 100 years ago. Those were all just written down. Those were sheet music. That's what sold. Records were not selling. I mean, because uh, until like the late 1930s, if you wanted to buy a record player, you had to lay down equivalent of $20,000 for today. Okay, so you had the idea of radio. Okay, but radio was people yelling into cans, which sounded like shit. Okay, this this I wasn't there. I don't remember. Right. I know you. The, the point is, a hundred year songs, yes, it's all different. Nowadays, we have everything has been digitized that's worth digitizing virtually. And, and back then, it was all sheet music. People had to play it, people had to perform this it is, over and over. Somebody had to write it too. Yeah, yeah this so. is exactly where I started. Okay, carry on. The point is, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the CCR, the, all the big, the, the big Jeff Gold. Brands, Jeff Gold, <laughs> Jeff fucking Goldblum, H. John Benjamin, there and H. John Benjamin's jazz album, they're all been digitized and they can be called up at any time. But that's not necessarily to say that it's going to be reproduced, note for you know, off the original recording. I mean, we're already seeing uh, Beatles songs and and. Uh, Simon Garfunkel songs thrown on advertisements and pod uh, and uh. TV shows as uh, covers. What songs, Barry? <laughs> what songs? I don't have individual songs for this you. This is what we keep going back to. Yes, they're important. I'm not saying they're not important. I'm not saying their music isn't good. But when we talk about what's going to stand up, it's which is actually going to be the more important thing to stand up, the brand or the music. And I think that honestly, it's the brand. The music is going to become a byproduct of what is left. I guess I don't see your your the the problem with having the brand standing and not having the and the music just following. I didn't say there was a I problem. I don't think it's a problem. I think it's just an observation. I think it's just a prediction of what's about to happen. Is, is that the brand of or the brand of the oh, Beatles I, is going to last? I guess I'm then, sorry. I, I forgot. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot about my the whole podcast we had where I said the Beatles were fucking overrated, but even still, no, it's yours now. The because I'm sick of sorry. The, the conversation be, hasn't ended. Yeah, no. Because you kill kill a conversation. Because the the whole point is a hundred year song. Is a 100-year song based on a brand any different than a 100-year song based on a 100-year song? I don't think so. If it lasts 100 years, it lasts 100 years. Except what we're talking about is that the songs aren't what's lasting. Right. Wait, what's what's lasting? The difference is is that 100 years from now, people are either going, like, people may learn know the Beatles or they may know, I want to hold your hand. And what we're saying is they're probably going to know the Beatles. The song's not going to last. The brand is. I think that's the argument that we've been making. I think they'll know both. Okay. Separately, though, that's that's my argument. So they'll know it separately. They'll know. Oh, I, I don't hold your so. hand. I think they'll, they'll know. They'll know the I Beatles. think the Beatles and will go know down. The apple with Beatles underneath. I think again, so. when you start talking about how that actually plays out, right now, the children that are being raised, 
which are they more likely to know? The Beat Bugs doing I Want to Hold Your Hand or the Beatles doing I Want to Hold Your Hand? I think of the Beat Bugs. So this is already separating in your time. They're going to separate out. See, you guys are are getting so into the ethereal. I don't understand why you're you're making the distinction because we have the song Arkansas Farmer. (laughs) Back to Arkansas Farmer. Yeah, because (laughs) because Arkansas Farmer. No one knows the name to. No one knows who fucking wrote it. I mean, yes, it's written down on the internet. I'm not going to look it up right it's now. It's in your notes, isn't it? Corn. I'm sure it's somewhere there. But the the point is that it's out there, and when you hear it, you know it. And when you hear, I want to hold your hand, you're going to know it. Will you know it's the Beatles? I don't know. Will you know it's, I want to hold your hand? I don't know. But you're going to fucking know it. And that's the fucking point. It's going to be a hundred year song. Even though I don't give a shit about the song because it's dumb. Best part is that we have now gone full circle. Barry has joined in in our conversation and has agreed. Also, let it be noted that Barry ended this episode with a dunce cap, so I think he'll start with it next time. I threw it off because <laughs> Karsten deserves it for being an asshole. <laughs> it's not an asshole cap. <laughs> it's a very not. different it's cap. It's a very different You're right. cap. And we need a sponsor for that. If you have an asshole, please provide <laughs> Karsten with an asshole cap. I think that pretty well wraps this whole thing up. <laughs> I think it does. Thanks for listening. I'm Karsten. I'm Barry. I'm Joshua. I'm Kiri. Thanks. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby, it's it's cold cold outside. outside.